Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church, where we learn and grow together in Christ. We now join the church in worship. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Bowling Springs Baptist Church. We're certainly glad that you're here. And uh, if you're a visitor with us this morning, we're especially glad that you're here. And um, if you are a visitor, in the bulletin there is a tear-off section that we'd like to ask you to uh, fill this out and uh, place it in the offering plate later on when it passes around so that uh, we can have a record of your visit with us. And if you're looking for a church home, we would surely love to have you consider becoming a member here with us. We'd love to have you. Um, some things that are going on this week in the church. Um, remember tonight, especially, uh, we're having our 5 o'clock evangelism training, and Joey Hamrick will be conducting that with us tonight. It'll be at, uh, said at 5 o'clock in the lighthouse. And then at 6 o'clock tonight, we'll have our committee training in the LEC. So please try to make an effort to join us, especially for both of those items tonight. Also, uh, the Actine's annual bake sale will be held on February the 1st after the morning worship. And any baked goods are welcome and proceeds go to the backpack ministry. Um, on the back, uh, there is a, also a, a Living Healthy with a Chronic Illness workshop every Thursday afternoon starting January the 29th through March the 5th from 2 to 4.30. So if you're interested in any of those, please make arrangements for that. Uh, also, the Senior Adult Luncheon will be Wednesday the 28th. And uh, Carol Richardson will be uh, presenting a program for that. So please uh, make note of those things, too. Also, one other item, business conference that uh, is scheduled for today has been postponed until next Sunday. There's been some sicknesses. Max Hamrick is out sick. Uh, some of the secretaries were out sick this week also, and so the business conference will be uh, moved to next Sunday. And as you know, today is Baptist Men's Day, and our men will be conducting the services today. And we're honored to have three of our members that will be giving testimonies this morning. So I know we will all be blessed by this, and so let's prepare our hearts for this worship service today. Thank you. Good morning. Uh, I'm going to be reading from uh, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. When I came to you, brothers, I did not come with eloquence or superior wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. For I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I came to you in weakness and fear and with much trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power, so that your faith might not rest on men's wisdom, but on God's power. And our first hymn this morning speaks to God's majesty and power. It's hymn number six there in your uh, hymnal. Immortal, invisible, God only wise. And let us stand, please, as we sing hymn number six.
may be seated, and if the children would come down. Wesley, I believe I got a bigger attendance than you usually get. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just lucky. We had a special day, and more people came or something. I don't know. Um, I think that Lee and I should have uh, gotten together and. He could have read the scripture and I then could have done what I was going to do because now I don't have much to talk about. That scripture was going to take a good two or three minutes. Uh, But anyway, um, we've got some younger ones here, but we'll talk about the game called Simon Says. We can't all do it because we've got some that can't. And if mine got up, she would go that way. Um... But you know what, uh, in, in, in Simon Says, you know, we would say, well, if I were to tell you, put your metacarpals on your cranium. Simon Says, put your metacarpals on your cranium. Does anybody know what that would mean? Put your hands on your head. Or if I said, move your arms medially, then distally, while doing likewise with your other limbs. Does anybody know what this would mean? It would be jumping jacks. And then finally, if we were standing up, we could say, surrender your posterior to the earth's gravitational forces. And we would, Simon says, you know, and we would do that. But um, in the scripture, uh, it's a, this is one of Paul's letters to the many churches. Um, um, this is to the church in Corinth. So it's Corinthians uh, 2, 1 through 5, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. And I can read through this some again a little bit. It says, And so it was with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. And basically, he then goes on to say, I didn't come to you and speak fancy words or uh, try to come up with anything that's, uh, you know, maybe over your head or so that I would sound smart. Paul speaking here so that Paul would sound smart he he didn't do that he just um, instead you know spoke to the people like a like a normal person just like friends um, both in person and when he and in his writings so the point is um, that I'm wanting to make today we see people every day that we want to that we know might not go to church or that we know do go to church and but we want to keep our, uh, our witness uh, in a good way so that we are a witness for God. And so, you know, if you ever do want to uh, speak to somebody about Jesus Christ, you don't have to come up with fancy words. You don't have to make it, uh, you don't have to come up with some of the words maybe you may hear others saying. You just talk to them like they're your friend um, because most of the time they are. And, um, just be yourself and be natural, and you can win just as many people for Christ that way um, as you can with some kind of eloquent speech. So, um, with that being said, I guess we can say a prayer. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, and thank you for Men's Sunday here at Bowling Springs Baptist. Thank you for all the men that will and have participated. Thank you, God, for um, for your for the Bible, Lord, and and the the wisdom that it gives us and the things that it tells us that we can use every day. Um, Lord, may we um, look into that great book of yours more often so that we will know how you would like us to behave on a daily basis. In Jesus' name, amen. Our next hymn is hymn number 12, Great is the Lord. But hymn number 12, Great is the Lord, again, about the majesty of, and uh, power of our great God, our, our Redeemer. Let's stand as we sing.
be seated. Let us pray. Father, we bow humbly in your presence to give you thanks for the day. <laughs> to give you thanks for the opportunity that's ours to come to meet together in your house and to worship. We thank you, Father, that we have the wonderful privilege of living in a land where we're able to exercise our religious freedoms, where we can assemble together freely, where we can worship God in our own way. Father, how grateful we are to you for that privilege. And I pray, Father, that it would be a privilege that we'd never take for granted. I just want to take time, Father, to thank you for all the blessings that you've sent our way. Father, you bless us in so many ways that we can't even begin to count them. You give us life. You give us health. You give us food. You give us the very water that we drink. Father, for everything that you do, we lift up and praise your holy name for it. We're grateful to you now, Father, that we have come to a time when we're to give back a portion of what you have blessed us with. And my prayer is, Father, that as we give, that we would do it with a free spirit, that we would gladly give, Father, so that the gospel message of Christ might be spread to the far corners of the earth. I pray, Father, now that the remainder of the service, that everything that's said and done would truly be done to lift up, to honor, to glorify, and to magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. For we make this prayer in his name. Amen.
This is a little bit hard for me. I don't like getting up in front of people and talking. So if you can tell, I'm really nervous. Uh, this is really hard for me. Uh, just thank y'all for giving me the opportunity to, to get up here and tell y'all a little bit about myself and about the family and everything. Uh, I'll start off with me. I remember going to church when I was a little kid, um, but it wasn't something that we did on a regular basis. Um, I didn't start really getting into church until I was an adult. Um, well, I, not really an adult, I guess a teenager. Um, don't remember the exact date or what even the day was that I got saved. I just knew that something was leading me to the altar to, to come down and give my life to Christ. Um, didn't always live like I should. Um, still struggle sometimes, to even today. Um, but I think we all do in some aspects. Um, you know, moved around a little bit after I graduated high school. Um, but really found myself really down in, in, in a part of my life that, that I don't really like to talk about. But, you know, was by myself alone, uh, had shunned my parents and everything. And I just prayed for God to bring somebody, that a good godly person into my life. Um, and, you know, he brought Heather into my life. Um, I couldn't ask for a more Christian woman. And I'm sorry if I get emotional because I probably will. Um, but I just want to thank Willie and Terry and Dale and Rhonda and Jane and Robbie and all the people in, in, in her family for being such good Christian people, influencing her in return and influences me to be a better person. Um, I can't thank y'all enough for everything that y'all have done for us. And you don't know how much it means to me. Um, this being Baptist Sunday, men's Sunday and everything, you know, I just, I, I can't not say something about some men in the church that really, that really touched my life. Um, number one, Wesley Smith, I love you to death. You're like a brother that I never had. If I have any, any problems, it doesn't matter if it's 2 o'clock in the morning, I know I can call you, and you'll be there. You might be mad at me for calling you at 2 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> but you, I don't, know, I don't know the connection. We just, I mean, I, I just love you to death. Um, there's others, too. Uh, I want to thank Randy Page for giving me the opportunity to be at Bowling Springs Baptist Police Department, I mean, Bowling Springs Police Department. Uh, Tommy Green for giving me the opportunity at college. Um, just so many different people. Uh, Daryl Bridges, brother, you just have no idea how much I owe you for the rest of my life. Uh, just thank you. Uh, now, I know that y'all wanted to hear all about all that, but I know that y'all are waiting for me to talk about something else. <laughs> The boys that we have at home are, are such a blessing. Uh, I was really scared that I wouldn't know what to do. I was really scared that, you know, it's like, oh, my goodness. How am I going to feed the three kids or four kids? Um, how are we going to do it? How are we going to get up at night? But, you know, every time you look at one of them, just like Heather told me, she's like, I get this one up and I feed it, and then that one's my favorite. And then I move to the next one, that one's my favorite. And it's... <laughs> And it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, it really is. And it makes it all worth it. I mean, I got up last night with her, and, and it's, it's such a blessing. And at the same time, it's such a worry. You, you constantly worry about everything. And I didn't know, I didn't know how, to, how to take it at first. Uh, I found out at Caswell on the Caswell trip that we were having triplets. Um, Wesley was there. He was standing right beside me, and we thought Heather was lying to us. Uh, <laughs> And said, uh, you know, I don't believe you. She said, okay, well, I'll send you a text, and it'll have the picture of the ultrasound. And sure enough, there was three little blips on there. So, um, yeah, he had to keep me from jumping in the, in, into the ocean because uh, it was pre it was pretty bad. And, and that was my first trip to Caswell. I don't know if I'm gonna go back or not. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle going back or not. <laughs> <laughs> No, but, but in all seriousness, I think that, that God allowed me to go there because I got just as much out of it as the kids did. And, and it, it really prepared me for what, what was to come. It really prepared me for having three boys. It, had, it prepared me for how to deal with some of this. And, you know, if you get, I'm living proof. If you give it to God, 
and let him have it. But you have to do it with a, a full, uh, completely. You can't just say, well, I give it to you, God, and just move on. You have to fully give it to him. If you lay it at his feet, he will take care of it. And, and I didn't understand that at, until now. Because um, there's no way in the world I could deal with this on my own. Um, aside from my family, God, God will get you through anything. Um, and I just, uh, I really see that now. But on to the boys. Um, I was going to give you all a little bit of an update. Um, we took them to the doctor Monday. And Levi, who was the first one born, he was 6 pounds, 15.5 ounces. Callan, who was the reason that we had to give birth as early as we did, he is 4 pounds, 14 ounces. And he looks just like me. He looks like an old man. <laughs> he has no hair on the front. It's just on the sides and the back. And he looks just like an old man. And we've kind of given him the nickname of... Mr. Magoo. <laughs> back, back to Levi. He, the, he's set six pounds, 15 and a half ounces. Um, he has a little bit of a different kind of nickname, and it's, uh, I'm kind of ashamed to even say it because I'm the one that came up with it. Um, he's a little short, dumpy guy, and he looks like a little step Buddha statue. And I call him Mr. Buddha. Um, and then Silas. He was, he was the last one born. Um, and he has the nickname of Tank, and here's why. He is seven pounds and seven ounces. Uh, I can't remember. Let's see. Callan grew an inch in a week, which is a little guy. He's, he's really tall and skinny. Um, Silas just looks like a giant. He's, he's, he's got huge hands and feet, and he's just big all over. He's just humongous. Um, yeah, and little Levi, he, he's, he looks like a little Buddha statue, as I said before. Um, they're all doing really well. Um, they, they're, we're really enjoying having them at home. Um, I'm sorry that everybody can't come and see them right now, and we, we do apologize for that. But we, them being premature and being so small when they were born, we just want to get them as, as far along as we can before everybody starts coming. Maybe by the end of next month, 1st of March, something like that, um, people can start coming over. Um, uh, but we just appreciate everything that y'all have done, all the prayers. Because we can feel them. We really can. Um, the meals that y'all have provided, um, it's just been overwhelming at times. Um, the Sunday school class that I have is just wonderful. They, they started doing this before we ever even had them. They said, well, you know what? We know y'all are struggling. Y'all know, I know that, that, that things are tight. We're going to start preparing meals a couple nights a week for you. So they started doing that. Didn't, I mean, just on their own. They didn't just started doing it just like with the, with with this the meals now i mean none of this stuff we asked for it's just out of the goodness of y'all's heart that y'all been doing this what daryl done for me buster <laughs> i can't thank y'all enough just continue to pray for us and continue to 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 think about us and and, and everything and we just want you to know that we really do appreciate it thank y'all A man after your own heart. 
Thank you for that lovely music. And Russell, again, thank you for your testimony. It's good to hear that the children are doing okay. I'm glad that they're healthy and um, getting bigger and, and stronger. Um, my name is uh, Cedric Starr. Uh, I've been a member here for five years now. And um, I'm come to give you my testimony, which involves uh, my identity and how I see myself within the folds when they're the foes of the Christian community. I am a slave. And I know that's kind of weird here the African-American saying something as that. But that's where I find my identity. I do not find my identity in freedom, but in slavery. And that slavery is that of Christ, who is the, who is the greatest and most compassionate and loving master that I've ever known. The reason I say these things is the fact that since I was a child, I could never identify myself with anything. And my own community, I was not seen as black because of the fact that I did not uphold certain characteristics within their understanding that made me black. I was a loving, caring person in a community where those type of things really did not exist. I loved education. I was passionate about reading. I was passionate about learning new things. I was passionate about understanding different cultures and understanding different ideas. I had a huge imagination and I wanted to be different. However, in the eyes of me and my brothers and sisters within my community, I was what they would call the whitest black guy they ever known. <laughs> and most of the time, you know, I would laugh it off and like, yeah, yeah, whatever. 
But then I started to think, what then is the meaning of being black in their eyes? Am I not black because I don't listen to music that degrades women and destroys the culture that my ancestors have suffered and fought for? Am I not black because I dress in a manner of respect and quality than dressing as somebody who can't even put on a belt or doesn't know how to put, put on a shirt that's not 10 times their size? Am I not black because I don't hold on to the struggles of the past instead of just accepting them and moving on? These are the questions that has always nagged me since I was a child. My mom has always told me that I was born with a different spirit, a spirit that goes beyond the culture. And I found myself wanting an identity. I w into the eyes of those in my community, I was not black, but I clearly knew that I was not white. So who was I? What was I? Paul proclaimed to the Romans in his letters that he is a slave of Jesus Christ. Not only is he an apostle, not only is he the, he's an heir to the kingdom of heaven, he is a slave to Christ, and he was proud of it. He wore that title with honor because he proclaims we are all slaves to something. We are never fully free. It's either a slave to sin or a slave to righteousness. We have the right to choose what slavery we want to place ourselves in, but we are not fully free. I am a slave to Christ, and I'm proud to say that. I am a slave to the one who has brought me into the kingdom of heaven. I am a slave to the Lord of lords, to the king of kings. I am not a slave to the whip. I am not a slave to the materialistic, capitalistic understandings of the world. I am a slave to the one who rules all, who knows all, who controls all, who loves all. That's who I am. My name is Cedric Starr, and I am a slave to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I thank you all for listening.
Hello, my name is Greg Hammer, for anyone who don't know. First, I want to public, publicly profess Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord. The reason I do this is because of what I read in Romans 10, verses 10 through 13, which says, For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you profess your faith and are saved. As Scripture says, anyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is Lord of all, and richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of who, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You see, I'm a sinner in God's eyes, but the truth tells me I'm made clean through the blood of Christ. From Revelations 1, verses 5 through 6, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, the ruler of all kings of the earth, to him who loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood, made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be the glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. You see, my walk in the grace of God has not been very simple or graceful. I have fought back and tried to make decisions on my own. I have made foolish decisions, and I've even made a fool of myself. But I've learned to trust in the Lord. From Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 8, it says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all of your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7 says, Do not worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is what we struggle the most with here lately. Psalms 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. Which connects with Psalms 37, verse 7, Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out his own evil devices. You see, God answers prayers in his time, not Greg's. Psalms 27, verse 14 says, Wait for the Lord, be strong, let your heart take courage, wait for the Lord. Take all of your worries, needs, cares, everything before the Lord and trust Him and leave them there with Him. When's God, when God's perfect timing arrives, He will answer and deliver. You see, God's time and Greg's time don't always agree. I know now from experience you have to be still and wait and trust in the Lord. Next, from Mark 16, verse 15, and he told him, Go into all the world and preach the good news to everything. That's now what I consider to be my job. I'm a disciple of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and all I want to do is spread the word everywhere and anywhere I can find to. I love the Lord with all my heart and more than anything else on this planet. This world needs more disciples of the word. You don't have to be a preacher or a minister to spread the good news. If you've been saved and know the truth, that makes you a disciple, and your first job is to spread the gospel. And God wants, and God's word says to treat everyone with the same love, grace, and forgiveness that God gives you, and tell the world about Jesus. Invite people to church. Be faithful to God. Tithe. Think of this. 90% with God in your own finances will go a lot further than 100% of your money without God. Remember, everything belongs to God and goes back to God because you know you can't take anything with you when you leave this earth. Give. Give the way God gives to you. No one can outgive God. This is proven from John 3:16, which says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Give your time, money, emotional support, food, housing, everything in your power. Be living examples of Jesus Christ. Give. Give generously. Give cheerfully. Give unselfishly. And then give some more. God will bless you for your faithfulness. My God is great all the time. Philippians 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I recently was led to a video I found on YouTube. It was made by a man by the name of Ben Percival. He made a video named My Evidence for an Unprovable God. He talked about an interesting story about Billy Graham and Charles Tampton. Both men were gifted speakers, and while preaching in the 1940s, Tampton drew a crowd of over 91,000 people while spreading the gospel. 
Then in 1948, both men were faced with different philosophical criticisms about the Bible. He said Billy Graham responded after much prayer and said he would let his faith go beyond his doubts and trust in God to cover what he could not answer. While Charles Tampton, when faced with the same questions, went and enrolled at Princeton Theological Seminary and less than a year later, less than a decade later, declared himself to be an agnostic. Then later in, eight, later in his 80s, Tempton was being interviewed about Jesus, was asked who he thought Jesus Christ was, and Tempton responded, Jesus Christ was the greatest man who ever lived. And then he added, as his voice began to shake and tears filled his eyes, and said, I miss him. I think this story holds significant weight for me as a Christian because it addresses something at our core that I think if we're honest, it is something we're intimidated by, which is belief. It is sometimes hard to give an answer about faith in a God that we cannot see. But when you look at the complexity and beauty of all life around you, and when you look at the world, there is fingerprints designed all around us. So how can you not believe? Jesus said in John verse 6, John 14 verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I think in essence what he's saying here that no religion is the way, no religion is the truth, and no religion is the life. What gets you to God is not religion, it's a relationship with Jesus. The way, the truth, and the life is not about Christianity, right and wrong, following all the rules, or even morality. It's simply about knowing Jesus. It's not who you are or what you do, it's who Jesus is and what he has done for you. John 14, 23 says, Jesus replied, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come make a home in each of them. God told us he will never leave us or forsake us. He has been there with you the entire time with his arms wide open. Jeremiah 29, verse 13, God says, You will seek me and find me with all of your heart. So we're all asked with the same questions. And if you'll just ask God to reveal himself to you, he will. I appreciate these men coming and sharing. It's a faith we all share. People have a story. It's good to hear that story from time to time, to know that God's working in people's lives in various ways, various circumstances, and it's been a blessing to be a part of this service, and I want to thank everybody that made it happen. We're going to have our invitation hymn here, number 17, Only Trust Him. We're going to have a baptismal service here on February 8th. There may be those in the congregation considering accepting Christ publicly. Sometimes it's a little hard to think, well, I'm going to be the only one that's going to be baptized or make that profession. Well, we got one coming up. This Sunday, next Sunday might be a good time to be thinking about that. Or if you want to come into this church from another, we would uh, welcome you there. But uh, Matt, come and lead us, my friend. I'll be down front for our invitation. Our hymn of commitment is not number 17 because the, re, the way I found this out is there's Bible verses there. There's not, uh, there's not a hymn 17. So uh, I think Wesley had something to do with this. Uh, it's hymn 317. Hymn 317. So if you would turn to 317, I only trust him.
Father God, we are so grateful for your presence with us today. And we're thankful for the one who's come and given her life to you and made that public. And I pray, Lord, that we as a church would embrace that and share with her and grow with her. Father, it's so great to hear how you are at work in the lives of those around us. And I pray, Lord, that we would continue to embrace one another as the body of Christ. God, that you would continue to stir in us and move in us and that we would allow that to happen. Not so that anybody can say good things about us, but so that they can see you and your goodness and your mercy. For you are great. I pray still, Lord, if there's anybody, Lord, who does not know you personally, who hasn't experienced your grace and forgiveness and mercy, Lord, that they would. And Lord, that we would commit ourselves to making sure that people know about you. So, Father, go with us as we leave this place, for we carry you in what you are doing in our lives everywhere we go. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. You have been listening to the worship service at Boiling Springs Baptist Church, located at 307 South Main Street in Boiling Springs, North Carolina. Come and worship with us at your next opportunity. Thank you for listening.